the drunk astrologer. This is the Drunk Astrologer podcast. I'm your host, Allison, and thank you so much for listening. We got a lot to cover this week. This will be one of the longer episodes that we've had in a while. This week, we're going to continue with that coffee theme from last week. We had the Bavarian coffee, so the peppermint schnapps, coffee liqueur, and coffee with some fun whipped cream or marshmallows on top. Uh, This week, we don't get the fun stuff, no marshmallows, no whipped cream. And we are taking out that peppermint schnapps and just putting straight tequila. And after I tell you about this week, you're going to want to add a little extra tequila. And that's how we get the Mexican coffee. This week is a lot. If possible, recommend that whatever office or wherever you work closes for the week. This is the week in between Christmas and New Year's. Specifically, I am going to be talking about the astrology starting Sunday, December 24th, and going to Saturday, December 30th. If you can, don't go to work. Let's jump into it. We got a lot of stuff to cover, like I said. As always, we are starting with the moon. On Sunday, the 24th, it's going to be moving into Gemini. When the moon's in Gemini, it's all about kind of wanting to learn. There's a lot of curiosity. It becomes more about just finding out everything you can about a situation. One of the things I always talk about when I talk about Geminis is, yeah, they have a reputation for being hypocrites or stabbing people in the back, all that kind of stuff. But if you truly talk to a Gemini, You're going to find someone who cares about both sides of the story. When they're going into a situation, they want to find out everything that happened. And that's what this Gemini moon is going to be like. It's going to be very breezy, lighthearted. It's not going to be too intense. The beginning of the week starts out like that. It changes. (laughs) So... Sticking with the moon, on Tuesday the 26th, the moon's then going to be moving into Cancer. When the moon's in Cancer, we're going to be searching for the place that we belong, the place where we feel safe. This sense of belonging, this sense of safety is going to be more important than anything else. We're going to tend to be a little bit more stubborn. We're going to care a little bit more about being home and what is around us and who is around us, things like that. But again, it just really comes back to this idea of searching for belonging and safety. Then on Thursday the 28th, the moon is going to be moving into Leo. This is my favorite place for the moon to be. That is where I was when I was born. I am a Leo moon. When the moon is in Leo, we want to be on stage. I mean, think about it. I just told you about how my in my natal chart, I have a Leo moon. I love being on stage, or in this case, the podcast that you listen to. We also are going to find ourselves seeking attention more. And one of the things that comes with seeking attention is this risk-taking. We are going to be much more willing to jump into craziness, take crazy risks, and just go for it. 
whatever it takes to get you on the stage, you're going to be willing to do. All right, moving on, let's start talking about some of the big aspects that are happening this week. We have a lot of them. I think there's something happening every single day this week. So we're starting with Sunday, the 24th, with a Sun-Saturn sextile. Sextiles are easier. It's positive things happening without us necessarily having to put a ton of work in. This specific aspect is going to be bringing us patience, perseverance. It's going to be providing a strong work ethic as a basis for everything to kind of keep going. We want to talk about Christmas lore. It's the elves working in Santa's shop for him Christmas Eve the day before. Strong work ethic. This is the time that's going to we're going to be able to complete more serious and complex tasks. This is kind of that last chance we have before things kind of go downhill. So if you have something that needs to be done, get it done early this week while this energy is happening, while we're still feeling the effects from it, because I guarantee you it's not going to be as easy for the rest of the week. One of the really cool things about when the sun sextiles Saturn is the recognition that comes from hard work. It is not all that often that we really get recognized for the hard work we put in. It doesn't happen all that often with astrology. More often we're talking about how Pluto's going to be a wrecking ball through our lives regardless of what we do or that we just need to be patient, or things like that. This is going to be a time that if you work hard, recognition will come, and it'll come pretty quickly. This is going to be followed up on Monday, the 25th, with a Venus-Neptune trine. So sextiles, as they're closer together, they're only 60 degrees apart. It comes more naturally, whereas the trine is 120 degrees apart. Trines, you have to work for a little bit more. And this specific one, when I say like work for it, I actually mean work for it by not working. So when Venus is trying Neptune, it's a very romantic time. It's a very relaxing time. It's all about daydreaming. That would be a good way to work this trine. Sit back and daydream. Where do you want your life to be? What feels good? What feels fun? What feels right? And just let it flow. This is a great time to work on creative projects. So if you have to pick something to do on this day, pick something more creative. This is going to be a time that's really has a lot of compassion to it, where we're really going to be wanting to serve others. And if you think about it, those of you who will be celebrating Christmas, and I say that not because I won't be celebrating per se, uh, I work a job where I do not get the holidays off. I actually volunteer to work the holidays because that allows my coworkers with families to be able to have Christmas off with them. Uh, Also, holiday pay. Gotta love it. 
Anyways, back to the astrology. This is a great energy for Christmas. It's a day about taking it easy. It's a day about having compassion for others and for serving others. When it comes time to sit down for the day, think about how your gifts are going to help the other person and it's going to help fill you with more joy. Take it easy that day. Don't stress about what's coming next. Just be in the moment. Because what's coming next is going to be quite a bit. So just relax on the 25th. Because then Tuesday, the 26th, we have a full moon in Cancer. This will be happening at 4.33 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And of course, full moons always tend to be more intense. We think about the stereotype with full moon. How many TV shows have done an episode where, oh, it's a full moon, everybody's gone crazy? There's some actual research to support that. But it's just the intensity of it. Specifically, this full moon is going to be in Cancer, so the intensity is going to be more about our emotional connections. We're going to be feeling that deep need to find home, to find security, to find safety, to find belonging. It happens the whole time that the moon's in Cancer. We already talked about that earlier in this episode. But it continues and it gets so much stronger with this full moon. During this time, it's a great time for us to search out the things that are positive in our life. Search for positive positivity. Look at where you are confident in your life. Where is your confidence? Are you confident at work? Are you confident at home? Are you confident on your creative projects? Are you confident talking? Are you confident listening? Where do you feel most confident? It's going to be really enlightening, and this full moon helps enlighten. Think about it. When the full moon's out, I don't need any lights on to get from my car to my house. Everything is illuminated. We're going to continue this search for stability, but one of the places it's really going to kind of come through is in work-life balance. This is something we hear all the time in the corporate world. It's one of those uh, phrases that just gets thrown out all the time. You're sitting in an interview and they'll tell you, oh, we have such great work-life balance here, uh, right after they told you that sometimes you have to work Saturdays or Sunday and Sundays. So <laughs> this is the time that we can really sit and figure that out in our own lives. Are we doing that balance point correctly? Are we balancing, balancing our careers and our projects and in some ways our personal goals with our family? with our community, with caring for our loved ones. Are we doing that correctly or is there somewhere that the balance is off? Specifically, this full moon, you should be looking at where you can remove things that are affecting that balance. If the scale is tipping one way versus the other, is there something you can remove? Is there a time that you really aren't needed and you can shut off your phone? turn off your laptop? Is there somewhere that you can take time away from 
from work for your family. Or maybe there's something where you need to be working a little bit more. I, I don't judge. Either way, this is the time to remove things. This is a time to also clear up past patterns that are holding us back from fulfillment. What decisions do we continue to make over and over and over again that are holding us back? Get rid of those. After the very fun, very intense full moon, I say that about all full moons, I call them fun and intense, we go into Wednesday the 27th, and it's a lot. Like, it's it's just, it's a lot. So, on the 27th, we have a Mercury-Neptune square, which is a very tough element or aspect. We have a Sun-Jupiter trine, which is one of the best aspects that you can have when it's being not conflicted with other aspects. And a Mercury-Mars conjunction. Like I said, it's a lot. That Mercury square Neptune, let's start there. That distorts our thinking. It complicates things. It throws a wrench in anything it can possibly get to. You have to be so careful about who you listen to. And you can only really listen to people you trust Because everybody else does not have the best intentions for you. You need to stick to the basics. Avoid anything that would seem like an extreme belief. Avoid conspiracy theorists. Avoid religious people, honestly. You can avoid me on the 27th if... I I don't think my beliefs are extreme, but hey, if you need to step away from anything, it's okay. Basically, the note that I wrote to myself when I was reading about the energy and looking at everything, I just put, close the office. Now, at the same time that's going on, there's a Sun-Jupiter trine, which is a good aspect. It's all about growth and success and optimism and enthusiasm and harmony and increasing wealth. And all those things can be possible in a way. But remember what I just talked about with Mercury square Neptune, distorted thinking, complications, manipulations, extreme beliefs. During this time, it's really important that you take the positive Sun-Jupiter trine energy and follow your personal projects and passions. Instead of going and trying to do some big group thing that requires communication, stick to yourself. Stay at home. Don't drive to work that day so you can make yourself a Mexican coffee and stick to personal projects. Avoid groups. Avoid group projects. You can still get things done. You can still have a good day. You can still get some of that success and that growth. Just don't try to do it with other people. And that is made even more obvious when I start talking about Mercury-Mars conjunction. This gives you a sharpness, a mental dexterity. It also gets people into fights and arguments. When Mars and Mercury are conjunct, it is being in each other's faces and fighting. 
you need to have self-awareness and you need to think before you act. Uh, I've said it multiple times through this episode. I'm going to say it again. The best thing that you can do is keep yourself out of those situations. That's how you can be self-aware. And keep yourself focused on personal projects. Use some of that mental dexterity for a creative project you're working on. Use that towards painting or writing or pottery. Whatever you want to do, just stay away from people because you're probably going to get in a fight and there's probably going to be complications and it's just not a good thing. We follow that up with the 28th. Thursday, with a Mars-Neptune square. This is not a good energy. It's not. It is a very low vibration energy. It brings with it a lot of scandal, a lot of deceit, a lot of weakness. You are going to feel uncomfortable. We are all going to feel uncomfortable multiple times through this energy. One of the best things to do is recognize and admit where you are uncomfortable, what is making you uncomfortable, so that you can get help. And you have to accept help during this time. You will feel low energy. We will all feel low energy. It will be so easy to just play the victim or overreact. But we can't do that. We have to be self-aware. We have to mind our business. We have to get help when we need it. And doesn't this just sound like another wonderful day to just stay at home, work on creative and personal projects while having a Mexican coffee? It sounds great to me. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm not done yet, though. We are not done with this week. So, Friday the 29th, we have a Venus-Pluto sextile. This intensifies love relationships, but really it intensifies codependency. We are all going to be feeling a deep need for companionship, and we're going to search for that in potentially unhealthy ways. And so we just have to be aware. If you are single, if you go out searching, it could be very intense, but it probably will not end pleasantly. If you are in an existing relationship, you need to communicate during this time. You need to set some time aside for each other, and you can potentially meet some, reach some new levels in your relationship. Now, right after that happens, Venus moves into Sagittarius again on Friday the 29th. When Venus is in Sagittarius, romantic dev- endeavors are buoyant. They're less focused. It's, there's a very blunt approach to love and passion when Venus is in Sagittarius. Either there's love and there's passion and you go for it or there isn't, bye. There's either fire or there's not. There's no fire, Sagittarius doesn't care. And if you've met a Sagittarius, you know, by fire, if you replace fire with words like adventure or education or excitement, the Sagittarius is there. Adventure or not, if there's no adventure, they're not there. We will also 
tend to question the higher meaning of our relationships when Venus is in Sagittarius. There's more questions about how is this relationship serving us? Is this relationship serving us? Is there something more we need from the relationship? Things like that. So we finally got to Saturday the 30th. There is one thing happening astrologically that I will admit, and that's Jupiter is going direct. If you've listened to my podcast, you know for the slower moving planets, I really do not care all that much if they're going direct or they're going retrograde. It happens often enough. It's not that big of a deal. But Jupiter is going direct. It'll start moving forward. It'll start coming up more in conversations as it moves into the next sign. We'll talk about it more. But that's happening. So, that's a lot. This is one of the longer episodes we've had in a while. There's plenty of things to share with you. This week, get your coffee pot out again. Get that bottle of coffee liqueur out. And maybe go get yourself another bottle of tequila so you can add an extra shot or two in there on the, the tougher days. And if at all possible... Just stay at home. Nothing happens the week between Christmas and New Year's. Unless you work in car sales, then everything happens. But (laughs) Um, everybody else, just, just stay home. If you enjoy this podcast, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, there's a couple things you can do to help support it. The first of which is by reviewing it. Giving it a rating is awesome. Maybe make a little comment to let people know what to expect, what you like about it. Uh, If you want more from the podcast, reach out to me. Let me know. We can uh, always work together. The other thing you can do is by sharing the Drunk Astrologer on your social media. Um, Share it with friends. Tell friends. Tell family. As we start to go into the new year, people are sometimes looking for things to do. The summer hasn't come back yet. The sun is not up as long as it was before. Um, Feel free to share the podcast. If you want more content, you can head over to social media. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram. Uh, I have a Patreon. Most of the material is free. You do have the option to support the podcast by becoming a patron. When you sign up, it is, I believe, just $3 a month right now. That gets you a monthly card reading from yours truly. Also gets you a shout-out on the podcast and some other cool stuff that will be, we have more and more coming soon. So you can go over to Patreon to check it out. If you end up having a Mexican coffee this week, I want to see it. Tag me on social media. If you're my mom, you can always text me. I love to hear it. I love to see it. And <laughs> let, me, let me see the Mexican coffee that you're drinking. That is it for today. Again, thank you to everybody who listens to this podcast. Make sure you are always drinking responsibly. And I'll see you on the other side. The 
drunk astrologer. <laughs> 